Uh, good to be with you guys here today. Uh, my name is Travis. I'm a pastor here at Embrace. Specifically, I hang out at the T campus almost every uh, weekend. And so I'm glad to be able to be with you. Uh, we've been in a message series called In the Secret. Uh, where we've been talking about removing our masks and what that looks like. And so I'm going to be in the last message of that series uh, in The Secret. Uh, but before we hop into that, just a quick question for you all. How many of you guys have seen the movie Teen Wolf? Just a couple Teen Wolf? Now, 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 I'm not talking about the modern day version. There's like a version on MTV. That's not Teen Wolf. That's blasphemy. That's not the real show. I'm talking about... Uh, the 1985 classic cinema with Michael J. Fox. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, this is a great film. I was talking to someone the other day about Teen Wolf. They didn't know about it. And so I said, it's a really complex plot line, Teen Wolf is. Michael J. Fox wasn't good at basketball, and he becomes a werewolf. And then he's good at basketball. And then he decides that the championship game not to be a werewolf anymore, and they still win the championship. I mean, the classic cinema, it is amazing. Uh, but I, I love this show so much uh, that I actually decided for Halloween not to be a werewolf, but to be Teen Wolf uh, himself. So there's a picture of me as Teen Wolf. Uh, the scariest part of that picture is I'm wearing a cowboy sweatshirt. I, no, no. I stink and hate the Cowboys. I don't know what that's like. I don't know how that got on me. Um, But so my mom, she she got me this werewolf hair to put on my face. I don't know how your family rolled, but we didn't go to Spencer's Gifts or the Halloween store to get the nice, expensive werewolf hair. I'm pretty sure my mom picked this stuff like in the back aisle, dusty alley of our grocery store. Uh, So it was like the generic version of werewolf hair. But, But I loved it. I looked awesome. My friends thought I looked awesome. Uh, every person I got candy from thought it was awesome. And even my basketball coach, he was really excited because he thought maybe this is the next Michael J. Fox that's going to lead us to the championship game. So he thought it was awesome as well. But you know what was not awesome? I was taking this stuff off my face. I still to this day remember sitting in front of my mirror, and I think because it was the generic brand hair, they used like super glue as an adhesive. Because I was ripping this stuff, and it, not only was I ripping the hair off, it was literally ripping the skin off my face. I was screaming. It was extremely painful. And I remember having a moment thinking to myself, I think I should just bought a plastic mask. That would have been much better than trying to use this werewolf hair. Uh, So we've been in a series called In the Secret, uh, where we've been talking about taking off our masks. And Adam shared two great messages. We've heard a lot of feedback about this message series and how powerful it's been. So if you've missed one of his messages, make sure you go back and watch them. They were really challenging. But one of the things we've been discussing over the past few weeks is this word, a hypocrite. So Jesus, he often would share with the Pharisees that they were hypocrites. Now, in the original language that the Bible is written in, in Greek, this word hypocrite, it simply means actor or stage player. And so oftentimes when Jesus would say hypocrite, uh, people would think in their minds of like a Greek play. And in these Greek plays, people often wore masks over their face. And so Adam's saying, hey, you know, when Jesus is calling them a hypocrite, really what he's saying is like, take off your mask. Don't be fake. Don't say one thing and do another. There's places in your life that you have been hiding 
You've put a mask over them. Take it off and reveal them to the world. And so two weeks ago, we had just this really powerful time in the service uh, where Adam had us have these masks. And on the back of the, so on the front of the mask, it says all the good stuff, right? Like, you're awesome. I have everything together. I'm successful. I'm happy. I'm wealthy. wealthy. Everything's figured out. And what he invited us to do is on the back of those masks, write what's really true. What are we hiding? And so this one said, I'm unhappy. I'm angry. I'm insecure. Uh, This person said, I'm obsessed with my body. I have a fear of never being loved or good enough. And then this person said, I'm insecure and I have tons of doubt. So we had, we had hundreds of these come in, people writing what they're hiding in their lives behind their mask. And as, as an act of worship, as people left the building, they were to drop this mask off in a basket. Just kind of signifying that we're leaving our mask behind. We're unveiling ourselves, and we are going to be honest with who we are. We dropped these masks off as we left. And it was awesome. Uh, here's the only problem, though. Some masks are harder to take off than others, right? Some masks are plastic and they slip off our heads and others are werewolf hair glued to our face. And you pull on them and it's painful and it hurts and they don't want to come off. Oftentimes, removing a mask isn't as simple as taking it off because as soon as we take it off, there's another one on our face. Oftentimes we, uh, we take off a mask and the next day there's a mask, another one, right on our face. Or a lot of times we're just walking around. We might think that we have our masks off, but man, we're walking around with one just right here. Masks are messy. Masks are tricky. And masks are sneaky. And so I want to follow up Adam's last two messages with a really practical message. Some masks are difficult to take off, so how do we take them off? This is going to be really practical. I want to give you three ways that we can, as we leave these doors, start to really take our masks off. Because taking our masks off is much more than just dropping a piece of paper in a basket. It's hard work. And it can be painful. So I just got three ways for you this morning that we can start to take these masks off. The first step to getting rid of our mask is that we need to admit that we are hypocrites. Listen to this. One time in the book of Matthew, Jesus said this, and he's talking to the Pharisees. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, But in the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Uh, If you've grown up in church at all, you've probably heard Jesus calling out the Pharisees. He does it all the time. He calls them hypocrites. And I think it's easy for us as church people to like get on our high horse and be like, dude, look at Jesus. You're right on. Let's give Jesus applause. Way to call out the Pharisees. These Pharisees, they're terrible people. They do one thing and they say another. Let's give it up for Jesus. Going after the Pharisees. putting them in their place. But what if he's talking to us as well, 
The scary thing is, hypocrites rarely realize they're hypocrites. It isn't good to be a hypocrite, but it's way worse to deny that we are one. Um, I believe, and I believe this is what the Bible teaches, I believe that we are all hypocrites, every single one of us in this room. Your best friend is a hypocrite, and your worst enemy is a hypocrite. Your mentor that you love is a hypocrite, and your lousy boss is a hypocrite. Uh, Your parents are hypocrites, and your annoying neighbors are hypocrites. Uh, The politician that you love is a hypocrite, and guess what? The politician you hate is also a hypocrite. And the truth is, you are a hypocrite. I am a hypocrite. We are all hypocrites. This is what's true of all of us in all of humanity, that we are mask wearers. That we say one thing, we do another. This is just true. The only question is, can we admit it? Here's the application. This is a question for all of us. Would you consider yourself a hypocrite? I know this is kind of weird, but if someone met you on the street and they asked, are you a hypocrite? Would you consider yourself a hypocrite? Do you believe that the words Jesus shared with the Pharisees, they were true to the Pharisees, but they were also true to us? Would you consider yourself a hypocrite? This is simple, but I believe we have to start here. Man, if we want to remove our our mask, we have to understand for the duration of our life, This is so sobering. For the duration of our life, we will struggle with doing one thing and saying another. We'll struggle with wearing a mask. We will struggle with being a hypocrite. So the question, would you consider yourself a hypocrite? Second step we need to remove our masks is we need to reflect on the past. Uh, In the book of Exodus, this is God speaking and this is what he says God says, I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations. Ah, That's a hard passage to hear. Sin is not something we just do to ourselves. Sin is passed on from generation to generation. Now, I don't believe this passage is simply saying that if your dad was an alcoholic, that you're going to be an alcoholic. I think it's saying that the brokenness of sin, the brokenness of sin is passed on. It's not just us. It's just not our parents or our grandparents. It is passed on from generation to generation. Your past, whether good or bad, affects your present. Your past, whether good, and I know there's a lot of good, I know there's a lot of bad, your past affects your present. Uh, Unlike a child putting on a mask for a few hours, we have spent years putting masks on our face. And some of our masks, they've been handed to us by our parents. And we just took them. We just took them and we put them on. We didn't even know we were doing it because we were 7, 8, 6, 12, 15. We just took that mask and we put it on our face. 
As you attempt to take off your mask, you must reflect on the past. We must go back before we can go forward. Two things we need to reflect on in the past. We need to reflect on our experiences. All of us, we've had so many things that have happened to us in our past. So many experiences. But we need to reflect on those milestones in our life. How do you know if something's been a milestone in your life? You, you remember it. If you remember it, it's, it was probably a milestone in your life. And here's the truth. The things that we remember, they affect us. And I know you guys can go through your brain right now. You can think of some awesome things, but you can think of some painful things that happened to you in your past experience that you maybe have never told anything about. Let me just tell you, if you remember them, they are affecting you. We can't just hide them. They are affecting us. So we have to go back to our experiences. The second thing we need to look at is our family history. And this can be really painful. Uh, Some of us have had terrible upbringings. And it is brutal to go back and think about them. Other of us have had good upbringings, and it's hard to go back and admit that there were still things in our family history that affected us, that have contributed to our masks. But we have to go back. Uh, the brokenness of our families, and we all have broken families, no matter how good or bad they are, they are passed on to the next generation. They've been passed on to us. Just a side note, uh, our sin is our sin. It ain't anybody else's. Uh, We don't go back to our family history and our experiences to blame. We don't go back to point fingers and blame. We are Christians. We have been saved by the gospel. We have Jesus Christ. We have been forgiven and we have been given a new road to freedom. So as Christians, we don't go back to blame. We don't go back to point fingers, fingers. We don't go back to blame, we go back to understand. We go back to our past, to our experiences, to our family history, not to blame, but to simply understand. Because here's the truth, we can't remove a mask we don't understand. We all got them. It is just the nature of being a human being. We can't remove a mask we don't understand. Here's the application. Um, I just want you to ask yourself one question, and this is a very difficult question. What experiences in my past or family history have contributed to my masks? What experiences in my past or family history have contributed to my mask? Uh, you, you might need to find, uh, not might, you will. You'll need to find a counselor. You'll need to find a friend. You'll need to find a mentor to help you work through this question. But I'm just saying, like, I've just seen it over and over. We can't remove masks we don't understand. We can pretend that none of that affected us, but we are just lying to ourselves. We can't remove a mask we understand, so we need to go back so that we can go forward. We need to reflect on our past. The last step we need in order to take our masks off is we need to embrace our emotions. Uh, I grew up stuffing my emotions. Uh, nobody's fault but my own. I didn't want to talk about them. I th- 
I thought that having emotions was wrong. I was scared of my emotions, and to this day, I still am. Actually, just last week, I was sitting with a friend of mine, and we were watching a YouTube video. It was about six minutes long, and it was really powerful, and I started to get a little teary-eyed. And my friend looked over at me, and he said, Are you crying? And being a good pastor, I lied to him. I said, no, no, I'm not crying. It's just like, I don't know, there's wind, blah, blah, blah. No, it was just, that was a good video, wasn't it? I'm like, dude, like, because I was embarrassed. Because, man, emotions, man, I'm not strong if I have emotions. I was, I was embarrassed by it. In the past, I honestly thought that I was more spiritual and I was strong if I didn't express my emotions. Unfortunately for myself, that's not what the Bible teaches. Not even close. Jesus. Jesus entered the temple. If you've been at church, you maybe know this story. They were selling things in the temple, and Jesus goes up to them, and he overturns the tables because he is angry. Jesus, about ready before, about before he was going to go to the cross and die, he was in this garden, and he prayed to God, and this is what he said. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Jesus experienced sadness. And then on the cross, this is crazy, Jesus screamed, to his father in heaven. He said, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? Betrayal. In our Bibles, the biggest book in your Bible is Psalms. It's right in the middle. Do you know two-thirds of the Psalms are laments? They're words of grief and complaining. I'm not sure where I learned to not be emotional, but I know I didn't learn it from the Bible because the Bible is littered with emotions. So many of us, we ignore, we hide, and we stuff our emotions. And typically, our masks are great places to hide them behind. Now, I'm not trying to say all our emotions are good. But most of them are. We, we gotta, we're messed up. We have a ton of terrible emotions. But our emotions, what they are is they are us. They are the honest version of who we are. Oftentimes, I'll get to meet with maybe couples and marriages that are struggling with their marriage, and one couple will say, man, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just so nasty when I'm around her. I don't know why I am that way. I'm like, you're that way because that's you. You're the most honest with your wife. You have, the less, you have the fewest amount of masks. You take them off. And so when you're angry with her, dude, I hate to say it, that's you. When we remove our masks, our emotions, there's ugliness in there. I'm not saying this is a good thing, but we have to be honest about them. Hiding them behind a mask will never help. Here's some of the basic emotions we feel. Joy, anger, fear, disgust, sadness. No matter how much we try to stuff those emotions, we can never get rid of them. No matter how much we try to ignore them, they will never leave us. And no matter how much we try to hide them behind our mask, those emotions will still be in us. In order to get rid of our mask, we have to deal with our emotions. We can't stuff them, we can't hide them, we can't pretend that they're not there. Now, now I'm not arguing that you should just blurt out everything you feel. Uh, that's what children do, right? Right? Uh, children are emotional. As adults, we don't want our emotions to control us. 
But we need to learn to identify them and process through them. We need to bring our emotions out behind the mask and deal with them in a healthy way. Because oftentimes when we have an emotion, if we're angry, if we're sad, if we're hurt, what do we do with emotion? We blame it on a situation, right? Oh, I'm angry. I'm going to blame it on this situation. I'm sad. I'm going to blame it on this person or this, this, situ, this situation. Dude, our emotions are ours and ours alone. We will have 10,000 situations come into our life that will affect our emotions, and we need to own them as our own. They are ours and nobody else's. We've got to stop blaming situations, and we've got to own what we are feeling inside and deal with them in a healthy manner. Uh, now, here's the application to embracing our emotions. Uh, we need to get away from distractions. We need to get away from the craziness of life. We need to get, get away from our phones, and we need to be alone with God. Jesus did this all the time. He did this all the time. He got away to pray with God and be alone. And so I want you to try something um, this week. I want you to get just alone for 15 minutes. And I want you to reflect on your day. But I don't want you to reflect on what you've done that day. I want, to reflect, I want you to reflect on what you felt that day. Instead of reflecting on what you do, let's reflect on what we feel. And so you reflect on your day. And when you hit an emotion, just ask God a simple question. Why did I feel that way? That's it. Why did I feel that way? So get, 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 get alone with God. 15 minutes. Reflect on not what you did, but what you felt. And then when you get to one of those emotions, just ask God, why did I feel this way? I, I really believe if we would do this twice a day for the rest of our lives, our mask would start to fall off. Because we would start to understand them. Because we can't remove something we don't understand. We can't hide it behind a mask. And once we start to understand those emotions and we process them with God, we're not just processing these with ourselves. We're going before the Lord with these things. We process them with him. We can start to understand those masks and we can start to remove them. I actually had this morning, I, was, I woke up and I had anxiety. I was just like, oh, this angst in my gut. And I thought, I don't want to be a hypocrite, so I should really ask God about this before I go before you. So I said, God, why am I feeling this way? And as I processed it with him, what I realized is I was coming in front of a whole lot of people this morning to speak. And I want you to like me. I want you to think that I did a good job. And I wasn't sure if I would. And I was anxious inside because, you know what, it wasn't enough that God loved me. I needed you guys to love me as well. And that's where that anxiety was coming from, that emotion. That's what it looks like just to process this uh, with God. So those are the three things we need to do to remove our mask. We need to admit that we are hypocrites. We need to reflect on our past. And we need to embrace our emotions. Now, I have this really weird reoccurring dream um, it, it's, it's really odd. I, I believe that God speaks through dreams, but even more, I believe that we, we reveal some of our, of our inner junk in our dreams a lot of times. And so I have this, this dream that I am sitting back in high school, and I'm sitting in class, looking forward, and all of a sudden I look down, and I'm completely naked. Anybody have this dream? Come on, be honest with me. Nobody? Oh, you liars. Get out behind your masks. Come on. So uh, I had half the people, so, okay, so I got out behind, so I'm sitting there, I realize I'm naked, and I look around, and nobody knows, notices yet. The teacher's still teaching, 
the kids are still looking forward, and I'm just, I start to freak out. And I'm like, okay, where do I go? I got to get clothes. I got to get to the locker room. How am I going to do this? And in that moment, I start to just grab for things around me to cover myself up. And I end up in my dream walking around the school with like two books. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's super awkward. But I, covering myself up as I'm walking through the school. Now, like I said, I believe dreams come from somewhere. I don't believe that this dream is about me struggling with my body image. I mean, I'm pretty cut, you know, like. Uh, but what it really is, is I am afraid of being me. I'm afraid of being vulnerable. I'm afraid of showing the ugliest places in my life, because this is the deal. This isn't about like, oh, remove our mask and everything looks good. No, when we remove our masks, there is some good under there, but there's a lot of ugliness, and I'm afraid of showing that. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of taking off my masks. Uh, in some way, our whole journey through life is a journey back to the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were naked before God. They were vulnerable. Our whole journey is back to that place of being naked and vulnerable before God. Man, isn't this what we long for? Don't you just long for someone to love you no matter what's underneath all that? Don't you long to be free and like it doesn't matter what you do or what you say because, because you are still loved. That's our journey. It is back to God to be naked and vulnerable before him. And this is the kicker. How can we do this? Why can we do this? It's because of Jesus. This is why we sing songs. This is why we come here in the morning. Because when I reveal my junk before a holy God who doesn't love it, what he sees is the blood of Jesus. What he sees is that I'm covered and I'm forgiven. There is nothing that you have done. There is nothing that I have done. Pornography addiction. Are you struggling in your marriage? Have you stole something? Do you not spend any time with God throughout the week? There is nothing that we can do if we are covered by the blood of God. He says, take off your mask. Come to me and be free. Oh, God, can you imagine the freedom of not having to hold on to any of this junk? We're all holding on to so much. That's what the blood of Jesus Christ has purchased for us is forgiveness. Forgiveness, and it just doesn't matter. He says, bring your junk to me. I'll forgive you. I'll give you my Holy Spirit, and we'll change you. Our journey, as we take off our mass, it's a journey back to the Garden of Eden. It's a journey to be vulnerable and to be free, and it's wonderful. Would you pray with me? I want to do something a little bit different uh, today for our prayer. I want us to practice that prayer I just talked about. Um, I want us just to reflect on our day, but not reflect on what we've done, um, but to reflect on what we felt not what we've done, but what we've felt. So from when you woke up this morning to where you're at right now, I just want you to think through your day, but think through the emotions that you've had. And when you land on emotion, if it's like mine, anxiety, I just want you to ask God, God, why do I feel this way? He might speak to you in this moment. He might not. 
Um, but I just want us to try this into practice. So we're going to take a minute. I want you to just reflect on your, your feelings. God, as we invite you into this holy time to process our moments, our, our emotions, um, we, we, we do this not because we want some form of like self-improvement. Uh, we, we simply want to find joy in the Lord. We want to find our freedom in the Lord because we believe that you've called us to that. Lord, even as I processed anxiety, I, I, I'm sure there's people here that had, had joy, they had fear, they had anger. They felt betrayed. They felt all these different, these different feelings. And I pray as they, as they came to you that they owned that emotion, God, and that you spoke to them. Would you speak to us? Where's this stuff coming from? Why do we feel this way? Because nothing's changing. We live in a sinful world, God. Nothing is going to change. There's still going to be annoying people. There's still going to be people that hurt us. There's still going to be hard situations. Nothing's changing. Would you please change us? Would you please help us to understand where this stuff is coming from, God? Because we believe you love us and that you care deeply for us. And that no matter what the world says to us, you call us sons and daughters. And that's all that matters. That we are your son and we are your daughter in God. And you invite us outside of the mask and you say, come, walk with me. Be free with me, your father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.